Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. I'm from Jersey, so we're very cynical. You know, the idea of ghosts is like, we roll our eyes when we make a crack. Anybody who believes in ghosts is crazy. So the fact that I had this experience, I think, resonates with my friend, because I'm the last person you would think would buy into this stuff. This all sort of jumped off uh, me moving out to L.A. for the first time. I'd been doing stand-up for more than a decade, and I got a job, a writing job, working for uh, The Man Show, working for Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla out here. I was looking for apartments. I uh, went to a whole bunch of high-rises and low-rises and guest houses and outhouses and just trying to find something that was suitable. So. I finally found this really cool building. The view is unbelievable. You can see the Hollywood Hills from the balcony. You can see all the way downtown LA. You can see the entire Sunset Strip. I'm like, I'll take it. Got my first gig in LA. So I'm like, this is perfect. So here I am, this Hollywood hotshot. LA was my new home. I never thought I would uh, acclimate so quick, but I was loving life. I even bought myself a Porsche convertible to uh, completely fill out the douchebag persona that I created for myself. <laughs> One day, I'm writing my jokes, and I hear, like, music. Late at night, I look out. There's some dude dancing naked in his apartment. It's kind of nice to have a new neighbor, but little warner about how crazy this guy might be the next day i see him in the elevator i welcome him to the building it seemed fine i asked him what he did for a living he said he was an actor which i believe because he was dressed like a waiter and welcome to hollywood dude he seemed like a good guy and uh we went our different directions i didn't think about him very much over time i would go out and do my fun gigs i would do a roast i would do a comedy show I would write on the movie or write on the TV show, and I'd come back, and I'd always see this guy, this guy Rob, uh, sitting alone in his apartment. I saw him dancing at 3 in the morning naked. And now, he didn't seem to have much of a life. I seemed to be really living life to the fullest, but yet he seemed to be just sort of a homebody. Suddenly, I was in a new part of my life. Things were going great. I got a job writing for the Oscars for Billy Crystal. It's like playing for the Yankees of comedy. It's the most exciting thing that could happen to me. Now I'm in backstage, I'm pitching jokes on the fly to Billy Crystal. Arnold Schwarzenegger comes backstage and I got to meet him and afterwards I meet Robin Williams and all these great stars. My jokes are told in front of a billion people all over the world. I mean, it's just the greatest night ever. 
I come home in my tuxedo. I'm going to smoke a cigar on the balcony. I'm with this smoking redhead that did Billy Crystal's makeup that night. And we're just having a blast. And I see Rob sit on his balcony right where I left him six or eight hours earlier. Guy didn't move. Here I am having a time of my life, and here he is wasting his life. I left the next day for a road trip. I did some gigs all over the country, and uh, I came back a few weeks later, and it was kind of a weird vibe in the lobby of the building. People were quiet, nobody was around. I went by the pool, it was completely deserted. or so, I went down and I asked the head of security, I said, what's going on? Why is this place such a ghost town? It's creepy. Where is everybody? Is everybody on vacation? Or What's the story? And he said, you haven't heard? I go, no, what do you mean I haven't heard? He goes, your neighbor? I go, Rob, yeah. He killed himself. I go, yeah, come on, you're messing with me. He goes, he jumped off the balcony. It just didn't add up. He climbed over his railing of his balcony and he he fell. I was in some gig, some gig on the road. Part of me was kind of relieved that I missed this entire gory affair. It was creepy, but I didn't know what to do, so I just stopped going out on the balcony. That night, I'm laying in bed, and I feel somebody else is in the room. The room suddenly feels darker in front of my eyes. I look up and I look around and there's, you know, obviously there's nothing going on. There's no break-in, nothing weird. I don't hear anything. But I feel like there's a thickness in the air. Something's around. Body heat. I feel like I'm being stared at. It's creepy. And I sleep with one eye open for hours. I'm scared. Something's up. And like three or four in the morning, I start to hear like howling. And it's getting louder and it's weird and it's, it's chilling. Almost like a voice, like somebody screaming. And I, what the f is that? sort of paralyzed in my bed and I think to myself that I leave the balcony door open and I go of course not I haven't been out there in weeks and all of a sudden I start to hear banging in the living room I hear this banging bam Uh, you shake it off there's hundreds of people living in this apartment building it could be anything like a minute later bam like someone's inhaling and then Smacking against my wall. And I go, holy, that's it's like right here. 
now I'm shaking. I run out to the living room, trembling, and I have this big picture, big picture, and before my eyes, it's lifting up. I look around, I'm like, am I in the, am I being, what is happening? What's going on? I, I, I grab my legs like, am I awake? Boom. I run like a little kid back into my bedroom and I get under the covers and I, I'm in a fetal position. I, I was paralyzed. I was so scared. I can't call anybody. My phone is in the other room. I laid there, I don't know how long, and I heard the banging continuing in the other room, this picture. And it took me an hour or two of laying there to realize that I was being haunted. And I had to do something because I was trapped. I'm not somebody who likes confrontation. I was scared into confronting him. I had a sense that he wanted me to recognize him. I finally somehow summoned up some balls. And I just walked out to the balcony. It was about four o'clock in the morning. I just, I just walked past the picture. I didn't care anymore. I was terrified. I couldn't take it anymore. I had to do something. And I walked out to the balcony, and I swung the balcony open. And I walked out on that balcony, and I talked to him, man to man. And I said in a very calm voice, I said, why are you doing this to me? What did I do to you? And the wind sort of died down, and the noises started to die down, and I calmed down a little bit. And I just sort of talked to this guy. I felt like, I felt like I was talking to a presence, a tortured soul. I said, I'm sorry for what you went through. I'm sorry that I wasn't here when you jumped. I'm sorry that you had to go through this agony. And, and, and I'll remember you. And I just felt calm. I wondered why he didn't haunt Ken, the producer who lived in the balcony, or, uh, you know, the stripper who lived on the eighth floor. Why was he picking on me? He was giving me some sort of message to maybe appreciate how good I had it. You know, I was a cocky young guy just out in Hollywood, driving around, smoking cigars, driving a Porsche, cracking jokes doing a roast, busting balls, you know. I had a great life. And maybe I was taking her for granted a little bit. Who knows what would have happened to me if I didn't get this wake-up call. In some way, he gave me the greatest gift anyone's ever given me and showing me that I'm one of the lucky ones.
Howdy guys, this is Montana Jordan, a cult specialist, paranormal and parapsychological researcher, and independent consultant, and you are listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, with my good friend, the amazing Erin Hunter. Welcome, I'm Erin Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, June 19th, 2023, episode 298. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, as always, glad to be back in the hot seat. Yeah, the weather's great over here. No complaints. A little hot, but it's a dry heat, so I'm not going to complain. As far as announcements are concerned, uh, nothing. Everything is smooth going over here. Yeah, it's kind of creepy, but I'll take it. But of course, tomorrow's Tuesday, there'll be a new episode of Aaron's Horror Show. And then this Wednesday, a new episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments. And this Friday, as always, a double feature of entertaining short films. So don't miss out. Other than that, yeah, that's it. That's all I have to announce. So we're going to do lesser stories yet again. And for you new guys out there, if you got a story you want to submit, just send it to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll read it off on a future episode. So let's get the show on the road. You guys know what that means. Oh, yeah, man. Come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. That's right, too. The story, then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving. And the fans are going nice and cool in here. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner. Find an empty spot on the floor. And don't forget to grab a popsicle. And as you guys are doing that, get behind my desk here. Oh, yeah. Okay. I bring off Bert's packet. Let's see what story she as for us today. Okay. Yeah, we got uh, two short ones and a medium one. Alright. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah! So good when it hits the lips. Alright. The first one. This one is by Sarah. And it's titled, Granny's Experiences. Okay, Sarah. Let's see what you got, man. I'll be writing some experiences my granny had when she was about 14 years old. She used to live in a very big house that then turned into a restaurant. Let's begin. First experience. It was around 11 or 12 p.m. Granny was in bed reading to go to sleep when she felt that someone was sitting at the feet of her bed. Granny opened her eyes and saw her father He died three years ago. He talked to her like he had never died, and it was a completely natural conversation. When they finished talking, he just got up and walked out through the door. Uh, Granny never felt weird or scared whatsoever. Second experience. When the house was turned into a restaurant, it was still owned by Granny's family. At night, sometimes the waitresses had to stay because it was way too dark and a bit dangerous to go home. One of the stories the waitresses said to have had experienced was that when they were getting the sleeping bags ready, they kept hearing footsteps, a shuffling like noise of someone wearing slippers, then doors being closed and windows too. When they went to check, there was no one there. So, after some nights, they decided to tell Granny's mother. It turned out to be her father all along. 
As I said, he died three years ago. Granny's father used to wear slippers. That explains the noise. And at night, he went and closed windows and doors so the heat would stay. I hope you enjoyed the story. And that's from Sarah. Sarah, thank you very much for sharing. Loved it. Yeah, I call this, uh, I call these types of stories feel-good stories. Uh, sounds like uh, Granny's dad was still hanging around doing whatever he needs to do. Yeah, we get those every once in a while. Thanks, Sarah. Man, it's a great story. Loved it. All right. What's next? What do we got here? This one is by Heidi, and it's titled Awful Atmosphere. Okay, Heidi. Let's see what you got, man. Like me, my younger sister has previously worked in a nursing home where she lives in Canada. I, in the UK nursing homes. But one day, we got chatting about ghosts and the paranormal, and she said she had an awful experience once. It was about a man in his last living moments. One of the residents she cared for on a daily basis was something of a bad character. All his life, he was rude and very nasty to whomever he was in presence of. Like me, my sister will not back down from people. One day, this resident played up something dreadful, which turned out he was in his last moments of his life and started panicking and asking for a priest's help. My sister followed the priest in and said she was overcome with terror at the atmosphere. It was heavy and dark feeling the whole room just breathed a nasty air, and she felt absolutely scared. She is also the same as me. Any bangs or strange goings-on, wherever we are, we are so nosy we go to investigate it. But this room the dying resident was in terrified her. She actually ran out of the room and told the other staff she'll never go in there again. The resident was screaming for his life and asking to be saved from something. Nobody could fathom out what. Another carer who was present said, The moment this resident died, the atmosphere cleared. My sister has never experienced anything like it since, and she is now a paramedic, uh, EMT. Seen all sorts, and this still haunts her, mainly because she can't explain it. I have not experienced this in the eight years I have worked in the nursing homes but I'm not sure if I really want to find out. Thank you for reading. And that's from Heidi. Heidi. Oh, man, great story. I loved it. Thank you very much for sharing. And, yeah, I, uh, you know, you guys know me, you old-timers. I love nursing home stories, hospital stories, you know, the night shift, that sort of thing. Yeah, you, uh, yeah, you guys at nursing homes, you see a lot of weird stuff. And it's interesting. I'm sure uh, your sister is... Um, probably been around a lot of uh, patients that have died it sounds like uh, this is the first time anything that has ever happened to her you know she's ever experienced that sort of thing so yeah it sounds like uh, you know the old man he was uh, scared of something interesting yeah thank you again Heidi alright what do we got what's next this one is by Kyle and it's titled was it really grandma? Okay, Kyle. Let's see what you got, man. I'm Navajo, and you must have heard strange tales about my land, the Navajo Reservation. I can confirm from experience that the stories and sights are true. 
My grandmother died of leukemia before I was born. I wonder how she would have been if she was still here. At the time, it was December of 2013. I had moved from Shiprock down to my grandfather's trailer down in Taquito. It was a very big trailer with all my grandmother's belongings and pictures. My family are very traditional to our Navajo way and have tools that have been blessed upon by a medicine man. My little brother and I slept on a fold-out couch. He slept on the right side, which was closer to the bathroom, and I slept on the other, closest to my favorite part of the house, the kitchen. My grandpa had a microwave stand which was placed at the entrance of the kitchen. This stand was from the 70s, but he used it for other purposes. Sometimes at night, on the verge of falling asleep, I would jerk awake and my eyes, without command, would lock onto that stand. It would take me 20 minutes to fall asleep after that. This happened for about a week or so until it got worse. One night I heard whispering, something saying in a distorted voice, I know you're awake. Come here, Yesh. That's son for Navajo. I froze and couldn't move for about five minutes until I got the courage to get up, turn the light on my phone, and do a little investigating. Nothing was out of place and no sign of movement. Two days later, my parents brought a medicine man in the house and without me telling him, he asked me, Yesh, who do you see over there when you wake up at night? He was pointing to the stand. I laughed because I have no other reaction to news like this. But I told him the stories of what happened. He made a facial expression that had me confused like he knew what it was. He went outside to pray, and when he came back in, he looked at me and said, don't fear it, it's your grandma. My mother started to cry, but I was confused. Shouldn't my grandma's spirit be protecting me? Why was she wanting me to go over there? The summer of 2016, my grandfather's trailer burned down with all my grandma's belongings. Nothing was saved. I love the films. And man, that's from Kyle. Kyle, thank you very much for sharing. I loved it. I think this might be uh, the only story from uh, the Navajo Reservation that we had. Maybe we might have had one earlier in the season. One, you know, in the earlier seasons. But yeah, that's cool. Well, you know, I would think the medicine man would know if it, something was dangerous. And if it was your grandmother or not, right? So, it sounded like it was getting worse or being woken up, you know, later on, uh, more often. And um, maybe, you know, your grandmother wanted to show you something or maybe talk to you. But it sounds like after that, though, it never happened again. Because I would think you would mention that it kept on going on and on and on after the uh, medicine man left. But it sounds like he prayed outside, so who knows what he did. Yeah, thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, I love stories like those. And, well, that's it. I know it's a little short, guys, but, you know, short stories, it doesn't matter. Short, long, medium, it's all good. We're just flattered that you're sharing your own experiences so other people can listen in and compare notes, so to speak. That's what RPA is all about. Get your stories out there. And if you haven't done it yet, go ahead and get the free RPA app. We had it built for you guys because we love you guys. All you got to do is go to your app store 
and do a search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, and download it for free. You'll see our iconic aqua blue eye. Fully functional, able to play the videos. Stream anytime, anywhere. Or you can go to realparanormalactivity.com or we're on something like 33 plus platforms such as iHeartRadio, Pandora, Podbeam, Spotify, that sort of thing. So if you're at work listening to your favorite music and you want to get your spook on, go ahead and just do a search for us and we're probably on that platform. Enjoy. And again, we're flattered that you come to the RPA Network. And with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britain and it's also made possible by LaFosse Corporation and Matt. We love you guys. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you and good night.